0: Welcome to the Lifting Lindsay podcast. I am currently doing a little mini series right now just to help people. And it's all based around how to eat mindfully, how to step away from tracking and learn how to eat mindfully. Now, as we start tracking and we start paying attention to the numbers more and more and more, sometimes people start Developing, they just start leaning on them too much, right? I I think it's important to lean on them while we're driving into something like a calorie deficit, especially if we're trying to get, you know, our body fat leaner and really go from maybe a lean look to even a shredded look. Like you may have to really rely on those numbers for that. Or maybe somebody, who just has no understanding of nutrition and how to you know eat a little bit of healthy a little bit of uh, fun foods and have a balanced healthy lifestyle with that, then yes, maybe they are going to need to lean on those numbers you know when you're in a calorie deficit, I've talked about this a lot that um the hormones that are sending signals of being hungry, being full, those are dysregulated. And so we can't really rely on those as we drive into a cut. But what I'm finding is that there are a lot of people who are scared of trying to rely on those or even learn them at maintenance. And so then they feel like they are forever trapped in tracking every calorie coming in. And that's not a lifestyle. And my hope is to really open your eyes to you don't have to be a slave to tracking every single calorie in order to maintain a healthy body fat percentage. And so that's why I've decided to do this course and accompanying this course it's not launched yet. I'm in the middle of recording. The recording should be done in the next few weeks. I'll let you guys know. I'm hoping by the beginning of October that it's going to be or at the end of September, it's going to be available. And I'll let you know. In fact, in the notes, there are going to be a few things that I want you to look at right now. The first thing is going to be um, to get onto my newsletter so that you can find out when that course is launched. And I'm going to Really make it affordable for everybody because I really want this to be something information that everybody has. Another thing, too, is I have an attachment, or you can get access to an attachment that actually is going to show you the hunger and fullness scale that we're going to be talking about today in this episode. And so you'll be able to click on that, pull it up, it's a little PDF. You'll kind of be able to look at it as I talk about this today, because today we're going to be talking about hunger, fullness, and even satisfaction post-meal or before. Because that satisfaction is a little bit different than fullness, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later on. But my worry is that a lot of people go back to maintenance And then, like I said, they feel trapped by tracking these numbers and they don't learn to trust themselves again. Or maybe they never really could to begin with, right? I don't think at maintenance, our body isn't dysregulated as far as hunger goes, as far as fullness goes, those those cues. But if we get so fixated on numbers sometimes... Oftentimes, we begin ignoring those cues at maintenance. So, today, I really want to dive into this a little bit more and really help you be able to start paying attention more to are you hungry? Are you full? And how full are you? And how hungry are you? So, I have found that most people are really good at measuring extremes. Right. So they can tell you when they are ravenous. They are so hungry. And they they'll go in and just eat everything. And at that point, everything tastes so good, too, that you just overeat. Right. And and you you haven't really learned how to gauge. Am I real like how hungry am I? And then as you start to eat a lot of us have ignored cues in our bodies telling us when we are comfortably full because we wait so long to eat that and and we eat so fast so let me take a step back and just see if i can slowly explain all of this so what i like to tell clients is if you pull up and look at that hunger and that fullness scale, we're just going to kind of go over this right now. What I like to do with clients is walk them through this scale. So you have on the hunger scale, zero, one, two, that's where you're really, really, really hungry. Zero is where you are totally empty. You could be getting dizzy, feeling really nauseous, getting brain fog. Um, Maybe even you're to the point where you're almost not hungry again, but you're nauseous or maybe you start uh, getting an upset stomach. Um, I've had that before when I tip past too hungry, where it's almost like I've passed the point of hunger. Um, And then One is that's pretty ravenous. You're getting irritable. Maybe you get a headache. And once once again, guys, not everybody experiences this in the exact same way. The whole point of my course is going to be teaching you how to learn your body and your cues. And I actually think that that's why journaling is so important in this because we forget things so easily. Or maybe we thought it was one way, and actually in the moment it wasn't. And so in my course, I'm actually going to have journal uh, PDFs that you can print out and really start asking yourself some questions. So when it's when you are feeling hungry, I want you to pause and I want you to ask, okay, how hungry am I on this scale? How hungry am I? You know, five is neutral, not hungry. Four is first signs of hunger. You may start thinking about food, but you're not really hungry. Three is when you start feeling more empty, um, a little bit empty. You're starting to get a little hungry and you could eat at that point. And I really like eating at the point of three, not waiting till two when my belly starts growling and I start leaning into very, very hungry. And the reason why I've already touched on this a little bit is when we allow ourselves to get past three and we are getting really, really, really hungry, not many of us have the patience to be able to sit down at that point and prepare even a 10 15 minute prep of a more balanced nutrient dense meal at usually around 1 or 2 on the hunger scale is where we're going into the kitchen cabinets and we're just grabbing whatever and everything sounds good everything like you just want to eat whatever and so we don't pause and make sure we're getting a nutrient dense meal, one that will not only hit the spot in that exact moment, but one that will actually keep you fuller and feeling more satisfied for the next two to three hours. Instead, we go in, we start looking around, but we're so hungry. We grab crackers and start eating crackers or chips or whatever's open cereal that's another that's one that I go to quickly start munching on the cereal looking around trying to think of something to eat but I'm not really in a good place mentally either when I start leaning towards that amount of hunger and so my decision making tends to be poor that's actually why I said guys before you start this process of learning mindfully mindfully eating One, we need to make sure we're at maintenance. Um, Two, we need to make sure that we have um, habits around foods and meals, usuals that we can quickly go to and eat. So even if you do get to two or one, it's like, well, but that's okay. I have my usuals. But even then... A lot of times when we allow ourselves to get too low on the hunger scale, even then our usuals in our mind, even though they only take 10 to 15 minutes to make, are, are too long. It's too much. It's too much of a hassle. I need something right now, this second. So there's this danger in allowing ourselves to get too hungry because we start turning towards low quality options. Another thing too, is that when we get at two, one, zero, as far as the hunger scale goes, everything tastes so much better, everything. And we're usually so hungry that we do two bad things. (laughs) We eat really, really fast because you just want it and you want it right now. So we eat really, really fast. And then we overeat what we are eating, that quick crackers, chips, whatever thing that we're just grabbing off of the shelf in our pantry. So when we eat too quickly, it actually doesn't even allow our body enough time to signal to our brain that you're full. And I know I've talked about this before because I use the example of Kids and how kids will eat really, really fast and be like, I want another sandwich. And while you're making another sandwich, they all of a sudden realize they're full and they run off. So we are the same exact way. But pairing that, I'm just going to grab whatever, and then everything you do grab tastes so much better. And you eat really, really fast. The likelihood of you overshooting and overeating too much greatly increases. So that's why I say when you start hitting about three, that's time to eat. That's time to go in and start putting together your meal so that you can have a nutrient-dense meal that is balanced in protein, carbs, um, fats, and fiber so that you can actually feel fuller longer. And those meals, when you sit down and eat them, they actually have greater satisfaction too, because it's not this last second crackers, whatever. Then when you've stuffed yourself with them, you're like, well, now I kind of feel crappy. And then you mentally feel crappy because you're like, oh, I know that was a bad decision. And so mentally you can start going down in this like downward spiral. So it's much better when we're at about a three, we're starting to feel empty. Okay. I'm hungry. I'm ready to eat. Because when you eat, then it's a lot easier for you to stop when you should. So let's talk now about the other side of this scale, which is more of the fullness. So we said that five is where we're like neutral, not hungry, not full, just neutral. Six is, okay, you're beginning to feel just a little full. And then seven is, okay, I'm at a comfortable or pleasant fullness. And that's actually where we should be stopping. But too many of us keep eating and eating and eating. We're very full. It's slightly uncomfortable, but we tell ourselves stories of, oh, but this is so good. And if you've been living in an, in a restrictive mindset, you'll start telling yourself stories like, oh, but, but I can actually have this now. Before I couldn't, now I can. And so I can't just have a little bit. I need to have all of it. I can't just have a little cake. I need to eat the entire cake. And I actually believe when you start going past and start landing at like a nine or a 10 in fullness scale, I actually believe we're being very disrespectful to our body. Um, this is where we're feeling so stuffed. We almost feel sick. We're just painfully full. And to me, it's just very gluttonous. And it, it's just this you're not respecting the needs or even the wants of your body. And a lot of times, people who continuously push into that. Um, have gut issues, and it, it it's it's uncomfortable past that point as we're just trying to digest the food and pass it. So it has like all of these negative effects. But but I really do try to bring up that we want to love and be respectful to our body. And so when it's telling you, "Hey, I'm hungry now, I could eat," you sit down at a level three eat and then at a level 7 you're starting to feel like oh i'm i'm comfortably full and here's another thing you're not just eating like broccoli and chicken i mean if you love broccoli and chicken if that is like hits your soul great it doesn't mind okay so if i just sit down and eat like celery sticks and chicken or broccoli and gnawing on chicken I may get full and pleasantly full, but I'm actually not satisfied. Have you ever felt that before? So, satisfaction is more of an emotional response. It is. It's saying that, like, you ate because it can be tied to fullness, but not always, because guaranteed one of you, I mean, so many of you actually, not just one, have had that chance where you ate, you felt full and you're like, but I'm not satisfied. I still want something else. So what I do is I make sure that I have these these meals that I love that taste good. Not just meals that I'm like, well, I have to eat this because it's dubbed healthy to somebody in the world. And so I don't even really like it, but I'm trying to eat mindfully and healthy. And so I'm going to eat this way but it doesn't hit that satisfaction spot. So I think that this is where it is so important to make sure that you are spending time finding foods that give you enough protein, that are balanced in carbs and fats and in fiber that you genuinely love. The last podcast episode I did on this, I actually included my PDF of my current meals that I'm cycling through that I genuinely love. Now we may not have the exact same, you know, taste buds, but I want you to look through it and just get an idea that Lindsay isn't just eating salads every single meal. Like, that would be miserable. I'm so glad that I broke out of that mindset of needing to just eat rice, broccoli, and chicken, or salads and chicken, and that's all that's healthy, right? So we need to make sure that yes, our foods are 80% whole foods, but that 20% fun foods can be important too, to really drive home that, that bit of satisfaction too. Because when we feel that, we're not going to continue to eat and eat and eat. But just warning you step four that I'll be sharing in a few days, we are going to be talking about the difference of are you hungry physically or are you hungry emotionally? Because that is a really good question. So when I'm going over this hunger and fullness scale with clients as we dive into mindful eating, I always tell them we want to stay somewhere between three and seven. Now, the, the thing about entering into mindful eating is that we're not going to nail it and get it right every single time. Once again, this is where journaling really comes in handy. And everybody thinks that they're above journaling. I don't know why. I don't know why, because whenever I have clients that I'm trying to teach this to and they're struggling, I'm like, well, let's go back to your journals. Oh, I didn't keep them. Why? Why did you feel like you were above this? You are literally learning new habits. It's like the child who's not ready to ride the bike. They still need the training wheels on, but they look at training wheels like somehow the training wheels are holding them back, which actually they're not sometimes those training wheels are giving them confidence at first. Yes, later it can hold them back. But at first, you need to gain confidence. You need to gain balance. You need to feel things out before you take off those training wheels. So I'm not saying that you're going to be journaling for the rest of your life when it comes to uh, eating mindfully. In, In my opinion, then what would be the difference between that and just tracking your calorie intake all the time? What I'm saying though is... Think of yourself as learning how to ride a bike again. Journaling is your training wheels. And it's not so much as um, a crutch for you, but it can actually, I, I almost look at it as can keep you balanced and it's a boundary for you right now. I have this boundary of I'm going to stay within this certain range of eating as far as hunger And fullness and how I figure out where I'm at is through journaling. Because you do have to learn to get in tune with your body. Most people have never learned, have never even thought about this. Now it's intuitive, I think, for children. So I used to think that children were really good at intuitive eating. But the more I see... Um, processed foods, not that they're evil and bad, but when they are all that's being introduced to children, they too are having a really hard time learning like fullness, satisfied, hungry, all of these cues. Because a lot of these processed foods are actually um, processed in a way To almost go around these hunger cues. Like you will overeat. You feel like there's hardly anything, but it's actually quite calorie dense what you're eating. So it's easy for you to overeat. It's very, very hard to overeat on whole foods because of the amount of fiber and nutrients. They're so dense with those things. And so it's harder to do that, right? Now, I'm not saying, like I said before, that we throw out all fun foods. I think that it can be. A part of a very balanced, healthy life. But um, I do think we have to learn more and more. I'm seeing people never learned because all they've been offered for most of their life is um, eating out or just packaged foods that are so calorie dense. And so now we're trying to learn, okay, how can I bring in nutrient-dense foods and how can I bring in a little fun foods? And now, how can I read my body? So that's the whole point. So staying between that three and seven is going to be very, very important. But just like I said, when you're journaling, and you're like, 20 minutes later, after you've stopped eating, that's when you want to sit down and actually journal. because at that point, you your body has sent out a signaling you're feeling the effects of the meal, you've given enough time for it to pass. And so you actually have the best mindset to, and not just mindset, but your body's in a really good position for it to be read. And so about 15, 20 minutes later, sit down and be like, okay, how was that meal? Did I enjoy it? What was the amount of fullness and satisfaction and prior to you sitting down and eating, you should have already been pausing and thinking, okay, where on the scale am I? Am I around a three? Yeah. Okay. Then it's time to eat. So post-meal, we're really looking back on the whole experience and saying, okay, did an awesome job. I started eating at three. I I think I overate though. I thought I was about a seven, but now after sitting here, I'm realizing I'm slightly uncomfortable. I think I ate a little too much. And I didn't even enjoy my meal. And then write in like, what could you have changed to have made it more enjoyable? Maybe is that why you were overeating? Because you were looking for a little bit of satisfaction that the meal wasn't offering because you actually didn't even like the taste of the meal, right? So sitting down and journaling these things, I think can really, really help. So that's all I'm going to cover today for step three, as far as just being aware of the hunger and fullness scale and where you're at. And I really want to encourage you over the next few weeks to pause before you eat and really ask yourselves, okay, where am I on this hunger scale? And then after you eat, or as you're leaning towards finishing the meal, where am I right now? Am I comfortable? Can I stop? And then next uh, episode, we're actually going to talk about emotional eating because that's one where people will keep eating, 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 not just because they're not satisfied with the food, but because they're looking for something emotionally. So we're going to cover that one a little bit more in the next episode when we talk about the step four of learning how to mindfully eat. Now, before I let you go, I just want to remind you guys, on the 11th, we started new programming in the app. So if you really enjoy my information, I encourage you to check out the new programming going up. We have mine that is um, a glute and delt emphasis. It's five days a week with home alternative exercises. We also had a muscle and strength group that started. That's four times a week. Now on the 18th, our fat loss phase, or excuse me, our fat loss group is going to be starting. And that one is four times a week. And I do have a little additional uh, cardio um, on days like five or six, if you want to include that in there as well. And then there's also the Facebook group that you'll have access to where you can actually Upload videos of you doing exercises, and I'll actually give you form reviews back, or I'm there answering your questions. Once a month, we also go over people's nutrition plans, and I'll walk people through how to set their nutrition plan. I usually use two or three people as an example, and they walk away with a plan from me. So if you're interested in that, check out the link in the notes for that as well. But otherwise, guys, I love you. I appreciate you so, so, so much. You guys have a wonderful